First, let me tell you about American financing. With mortgage rates still hovering at historic lows, you probably... uh, just about anywhere you can save uh, money with mortgage financing or debt consolidation loans. But that doesn't mean you should go just anywhere. The reason that the only mortgage lender I recommend to you is American Financing is simple. I believe in them. I've worked with them since before 08. I've watched them during financial crisis and their people weather the storm. They work for you, not the bank. Please call American Financing at 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's American Financing at 800-906-2440. American Financing. Net. All right. We get ready for the national radio program in just a minute. Stand by. Stu comes in this morning and he's just talking about President Poopy Pants. And I'm like, that's not right to call President Biden that. And he's like, what? I think that's his new name. And I said, that's just wrong. He said, well, it's the big thing on Twitter today. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mean you need to repeat it, Stu. President President Poopy Pants is wrong. I don't remember any of this conversation well, actually. That's occurring. the way I remember it. it. Seems and like so you just want to talk about Now that he's brought it up again, <laughs> we have to talk about President Poopy Pants and the president's poll numbers. Things aren't going well for President Biden. Uh, or really any of us, quite frankly. We begin there in 60 seconds. Gosh, stop it with the President Poopy Pants. Stop it. The Glenn Beck program. All right, let me tell you about. Can you hear him thinking it? <laughs> I can hear him right now thinking, <laughs> President Poopy Pants. <laughs> We're going to talk about it next. And I'm like, that is, stop it. Let me take a moment to tell you about uh, Wendell. Recently called in about his experience with uh, Relief Factor. Wendell has nerve damage in his back. And the pain uh, from that has spread down his legs for years. It was so bad he couldn't walk or uh, get out of bed at times. He's been on serious pain medication for 10 years. Boy, if I were Wendell, I would think this is not going to work. But he decided to give Relief Factor a try. He said within two days, the changes started. He's been able to cut his pain meds in half. And that's just so far. He's been able to get out of bed and walk fine ever since. You want to talk about, I mean, that that's incredible. Wendell got his life back. Now, 30% of us, it doesn't work. I shouldn't say us. 30% of people, it doesn't work. 70% it does, and I'm part of that 70%. It worked for me. It worked for Wendell. Please just try it. 1995, three-week quick start trial pack. Just see if it works for you and get your life back. ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84. Call them now. When is he going to bring up President Poopy Pants? When? When? Stop it! Stu, my gosh! All right. All right, I'll do it now! 
back. We have to start with it now. Otherwise, Stu is just stop it. Here's the, well, why don't you tell the story, Stu? <laughs> I don't even know the story. You are the one obsessed with I the story. I don't know what you're talking about. Apparently, he had a, allegedly. Allegedly. Thank you for saying that. A bit of an I accident. don't think this is true, and I mean that. I don't think this is true. Oh, I think people can trust you and, and what you say your opinion is on something. Certainly, you didn't lead the show on a Monday with... Uh, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <sighs> Twitter users explained President Joe Biden's unusually long visit with the Pope by claiming it was a result of a bathroom emergency. (laughs) Senior CBS White House correspondent apparently raised the question when she noted that President Biden's visit en route to the G20 summit in Glasgow had been noticeably longer than those of former presidents Donald Trump and Barack Obama. The Vatican shared that President Biden, Pope Francis, met privately for an hour and 15 minutes, which is a long time for the Pope to spend with any world leader. President Obama's uh, one-on-one meeting lasted 50 minutes. President Trump was 30 minutes. Uh, Although she left out the fact that Biden, the only Catholic among the three, might have had more to discuss with the Pope because they had the same faith. The rumor appeared uh, to start a short time after that. With a tweet from a former Republican Nevada chairwoman, Amy, what, Tarkankian, who claimed without presenting any evidence that Biden's possible accident was the topic of much discussion in Rome. The world around Rome is that the word around Rome is that Biden's meeting with the Pope was unusually long because he had a bit of a bathroom accident at the Vatican and it had to be addressed prior to him leading. Uh, leaving i know we joke about this often but this is an actual rumor going around rome right now so (laughs) it is a unverified actual rumor going around because of that hashtag poopy pants biden hashtag shart week uh hashtag poopy gate were trending on social media this, (laughs) this weekend and i think that's wrong and it was wrong for Stu to bring it up. See, these things don't catch on unless there's an element of, of truth behind them. And I think yeah, this, this, one, this a, one would prove that one wrong. <laughs> well, there may not be an element of truth in it, but it, there are so many people who would believe such a scenario. You that know, it, it, I, can I tell, can, would you say what you actually honestly said? This is how it happened. He came in and I said, good morning, Stu. And he said, good morning. I said to President Poopy Pants, huh? And he's like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> and I told the story and you're comedic response was I you don't remember <laughs> you well you had a setup thing i don't remember what it was no yeah uh i said uh, you said i do you believe it and i said no oh. I, I don't believe it and i was being serious and he, he said why not right right <laughs> right and yeah. that's a joke mm-hmm. but it's also yeah. half serious mm-hmm. because we all know that he is not in the best of mental shape and it could happen and it would be horrible i I don't think it did i really don't think it did but there's well there's no there's no real evidence right of this well there is a republican (laughs) political operative that started it that well is saying (laughs) right that that that's a legitimate rumor rumor. A legitimate rumor. What is a legitimate rumor? I don't know. I like that phrase, though. Okay. A legitimate rumor is one that I guess is actually being 
spread around. Right. It's not you're not just making something up. Correct. For, you know, from magic dust. Correct. Well, and one that probably is is believable in some sense. Okay, so here is here's one reason why President Poopy Pants is taken seriously by some people because when he was late for a press conference this weekend, here is the answer he actually gave. Cut four. Please sit down. I apologize for keeping you waiting. We were uh, playing with elevators. <laughs> Long story. At any rate. Uh, oh. <laughs> you were playing. Did you go into the elevator and just push all the buttons and go, look, it's like a Christmas tree. Yeah. What did you? Full elf. You were full elf. <laughs> what, what do you mean you were playing with the elevators? That's what makes Shark Week actually seem like maybe it's possible. Right. People believe that that this could happen because right. it seems like all of his other activities Correct. are consistent with a person who would do that in a meeting right. with the and Pope. And it is something also <laughs> that something also that happens when you get into this position. Here he is trying to remember the the name of one of our our biggest foes. Cut six. With regard to the disappointment, the disappointment relates to the fact that Russia and uh, and uh, and uh, mm-hmm. including China, uh, China, not only Russia, but China, China yes, basically didn't China. show up. This is like and I don't know if anybody remembers this. I mean, but we had that feeling with George Bush and it wasn't because George Bush was um, senile, as I pointed out. Years later, after I had met with him personally, it was because he was processing all of the things he couldn't say and could say, and he just wasn't fast enough. And so he'd be like, and I, and I talked to uh, some people about my uh, my um, uh, uh, the uh, uh, shoe and you'd be like, what? You were struggling to find the word shoe. And that was because, you know, it's George W. Bush. But this is you know, possibly something else, possibly something else. Now, I don't, a lot of people say <laughs> that, um, you know, there's a real good shot that it's president poopy pants. And that is why we're getting such bad, uh, you know, we're getting such bad policy. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think he is there enough to know exactly what he's doing. Do you agree with that? I do agree with it. I think yeah. we're in the minority on that, maybe. I do, too. Uh, because I think he he wants to be this transfor- transformational figure. Mm-hmm. He sees himself as this, this is a big destiny moment for him, right? He's been running for president since 1847, and he finally won. Mm-hmm. And now he's in the White House, and he wants to do everything that FDR did and more. Yeah. He wants to be the transformational president. And so he's doing the things that he thinks will transform America because he's honestly convinced that these are the right things to do. Remember, George W. Bush was like, I got to violate the free market, to save the free market. What? That doesn't make any sense at all. But what did he say? What did one of the advisors say? It was put to him. You are either going to be Hoover or Roosevelt. So it turns out mm, it's a little like Hoover. But 
That's the same kind of options being presented to this president. Remember what George W. Bush told me when the president sits in this chair, he will get the same advice that all the presidents have gotten. And he will realize that there is nothing really he can do except what the last president was doing. And he made that to he said that to me like a source of like, hey, don't worry. It's going to be great. Hillary Clinton gets in. He's, she's just going to do what I was doing. Okay, that no, that's really frightening. No. That's why President Trump was so hated by the elites, because he just say, get out. He was he was going to do what he wanted to do. Biden is the exact opposite of Donald Trump. Biden is doing what his advisors want him to do. And his advisors are nuts. They are nuts. They are on the radical fringes, and he's listening to them. So wait, but that doesn't that stand in uh, against Joe Biden being in control, as we were just arguing? Well, it, just as much as it it uh, argues against George Bush being in control. No, but you but you said that he was just listening to his advisors. I don't think he's just listening to his advisors. He's put these people first of all in these positions. I don't think he has. But yes, okay. And he is, uh, yes, taking their advice and and choosing from a a plate of options, a Mm -hmm. menu of options. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, I think, you know, he's, we have to give him, I would argue, blame for really acting like a hardcore ideological president over and over and over again. He's not a guy that just seems to be like... Going back to 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 normal it standards depends, and practices, but it depends on how isolated he is. Listen, mm. listen to this from Chuck Todd, and then we're going to take a quick break, and then I'll explain what I mean on isolation. Go ahead. We have a brand new NBC News poll out this morning that's filled with some scary news for the Democrats. The overarching message: Americans have lost their confidence in President Biden and their optimism for the country. At least they have right now. Just twenty-two percent of adults say we're headed in the right direction. A shocking 71% say we're on the wrong track, and that includes a near majority of Democrats who are saying that. President Biden's approval Mm. rating stands at a dismal 42% versus 54% who disapprove. Mm. Believe it or not, just two months ago, Mr. Biden was in positive territory, 49% approving, 48% disapproving. So what's pulling down the president's numbers? Well, look at this set of numbers. Just 37% say he has the ability right now to handle a crisis versus nearly a majority who say he does not. 37% also say he's competent and effective as president. 50% disagree with that description. Jeez. Okay, so what did they say in the round table? I want to show you how disconnected they are in 60 seconds. If you haven't tried a Built Bar yet, you're missing out. I know what you're thinking. Glenn, it's a protein bar. How could it possibly be anything I'd want to eat? I know, right? That's what I thought. I mean, who doesn't love the taste of a protein bar? And I'm telling you right now, our dogs love that kibble food, too. You keep fooling yourself. This one, however, tastes like a candy bar because it's made with 100% real chocolate. It's not rubber and chalk like the other protein bars seem to be. Oh, and then some oats thrown in to- inside of it. Oh, I know. I love those oat bars. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, high in protein, and they taste delicious. Revolutionary concept, I know. Something that tastes amazing is healthy for you at the same time, right? 
Another great thing about Built Bars, they come in so many amazing flavors. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, chocolate almond, really good. The chocolate uh, coconut almond is unbelievable. Um, you just check them out. Check out all of their nine different flavors. A new flavor comes out, you know, every three or four days or so. Uh, so check their website often. Go to built.com. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Get 15% off your order. At promo code BEC15. 15% off. Built.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Okay, so once Ch- uh, uh, Chuck Todd showed the real clear politics and 538 presidential approval trackle, uh, trackers that said the same thing, that we are, the, the American people, including Democrats, are saying, uh-uh, we're, we're headed off a cliff here. They asked, why? Why is this happening? The Democratic pollster. Now, remember, these are the people that will be around George. I mean, uh, would be around Joe Joe Biden because he's got ideologues around him and ideologues will look for any kind of reason to excuse it. Democratic pollster Cornell Belcher noted that much of the slide in Biden's approval has come from young Democrats who took to the streets and marched a year ago and they aren't interested in roads and bridges. They're marching for justice and racial equality. That's why we have to act on that. So if that's what you're hearing from your advisor and you're not hearing the truth that people are like, uh, no, we're freaked out by the schools. We're freaked out by what you're doing. We're freaked out by the vaccine mandate. But you're being told your only number, your numbers are only softening because they want more radical agenda. You're not going to be able to. I mean, that's why Rasputin was so dangerous to the czar. Because he was giving them a completely different understanding of what the people were actually saying. I'm not excusing Joe Biden. I'm just saying that I don't think he's in control. I think he's in control of his faculties enough to know what's going on, not to quickly respond to anything, but enough to know what's going on. I think he is really tired probably all the time, and so he's not doing the things that a normal president would do. And he surrounded himself by radicals who were advising him and telling him lies. And the, the idea that this drop is coming from young Democrats, I mean, there may be some erosion there, no. but that's not the problem. I mean, no. Hillary Clinton lost independence by four points in 2016. Joe Biden won independence in 2020 by 13 points. He's now minus 16 with the same people. Right. And here's and here's why. It's not young Democrats. Because people voted for stability and calm. They wanted to go back to normal. That's the way Joe Biden sold his candidacy. Correct. Enough of this. We're just going to get back to being all Americans and we're just going to go back to normal and it's going to be calm. That's what independence uh, and some Democrats voted for. They didn't like him. They weren't for the progressive stuff. They just didn't like Donald Trump's chaos. And what they got <laughs> is instability and chaos. Yeah. For an in- this is more. This is more unpredictable in its chaos than I think Donald Trump was. 
Donald Trump, you knew who he was. You knew when you saw something, you knew he's going to do the tomahawk chop this chop this weekend. <laughs> you knew it. You know it. Okay. This guy, you don't know. You wait a minute. The president just let the FBI go after parents, calling them terrorists, and he's actually saying it in a press conference. What? That's something you didn't see on the horizon. And that instability is frightening to a lot of people. Sure, and it should be. I mean, look at all the huge issues that are that have crumbled since this guy took over. I mean, obviously, Afghanistan is maybe the, the, the marquee example. But uh, you, you look at the border. Is it, I mean, you know, the fact that yep, like we're yep. releasing, hey, maybe we'll pay $450,000 to all these separated families. That sort of stuff is going on. And I think... They totally misjudge mm-hmm. what kind of effect that has on a normal human being. Like, wait, wait, we're going to do what? You know, the border is out of control. The the prices are going up with inflation. And Afghanistan, Afghanistan is a catastrophe. Mm-hmm. All of these things add up to not only a, 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 a an ideological path that America doesn't want cut in, in large part. It also just leads to a completely incompetent group of people that don't know what they're doing or how to do it. So listen to this. This is from an ABC poll. Even among Democrats alone, fewer than half, 47 percent, think that the two bills that are now being jammed down everybody's throat in Congress by the president, 47 percent think the two bills um Uh, will help people like them. A quarter of Democrats think that these bills would make no difference for people like them. And two in 10, 22%, don't know how they would impact their lives. Nearly two thirds of Republicans think the bills will hurt people like them. And so do three in 10 independents. 34 to 34, the split is evenly divided on whether they believe these bills would help or hurt the U.S. economy. Very few, 6%, think the bills would have no effect on the economy, and a quarter don't know. Democrats are more, more likely to think that legislation would help the economy if enacted uh, than Republicans and Democrats, uh, 68 uh, compared with 7% and 29%. So even the, what he's trying to push through is wildly unpopular. Even a quarter of the Democrats think that's going to hurt us. That's going to hurt us. And fewer than 50% think it's going to help. That's your legislation that you're trying to push past? That's why these numbers are so out of whack for the president. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Serena recently wrote in about her four-year-old daughter, Skye, who loves the Tuttle Twins books. Skye started uh, her own little greeting card business, uh, wouldn't you know? She was upset that she had to pay money uh, to the government for a business license and taxes. Recently, she was selling her greeting cards in the neighborhood, and someone reported her to the HOA. Oh, my gosh. What, what is wrong with you people? Serena says, Skye loves freedom, and we love the Tuttle Twins. They help us teach her. What really matters? Can't say it better. How about you? You work in a teacher kids and your grandkids about America and freedoms that we have to protect. I highly urge you to get the Tuttle Twins books. Your kids will learn. And so will you. Honestly, Tuttle Twins are having a great sale right now. 35% discount off their books. Plus, they're giving away the activity workbooks at no additional cost. 
It's a big discount off the normal price. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the discount now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids sane in this crazy socialist world. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Do it now. Don't forget to head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Oh, good gully. Welcome to the program. Hey, we have some good news for you. Uh, the uh, time has expired for a lot of people to be able to continue working after the 22nd uh, with your uh, your vaccines. So, you know what I find interesting is I think that the federal mandate on the vaccines being November 22nd is just such a huge coincidence that it's the week of Thanksgiving. I just don't think it's going to cause any kind of slowdowns with the airports at all. <laughs> I don't think it's going to cause any kind of problems. And Biden doesn't have a record at all of pointing out significant dates for his ridiculous policies. Like, no. we're going to pull out of Afghanistan by 9-11. Right. Remember that whole thing? Yeah. He does yeah. this all the time. Yeah, it's that's all accident. Weird coincidence. Mm. Weird, weird coincidence. coincidence. Liz Wheeler is uh, with us, host of the Liz Wheeler Show. She uh, has, uh, has found that there's a problem with the U.S. Navy on the mandates. Welcome, Liz. How are you? Glenn, thanks for having me. I'm good. You bet. So tell me what you uh, tell me what you have found with the Navy. Yeah, this is this is so egregious. As someone who comes from a military family and part of a military family, huge supporter of the U.S. military. But man, when there's wrongdoing, they have so much power over people's lives. It's terrible. I've obtained documents that show that at least at one command, a rather large command of the U.S. Navy, they are violating policy by preparing to issue blanket denials of requests for religious exemption. And this is, this is a violation in several ways, but the specific policy states that when someone asks for an accommodation, a religious accommodation, particularly as it pertains to immunization, that um, the command or the chain of command is required to evaluate this on a case-by-case basis. It needs to be looked at the chaplain first, then it moves up the chain of command. It, like I said, if it's related to immunization, it goes all the way up to the chief of naval personnel, who is a three-star uh, rear admiral in the Navy. And what I found is that there is a template, a document that is being used and being given to this command um, that is that is telling the CO, who is an O5, an officer, um, to issue these blanket denials. And on this template, there's no, there's no place to fill in a request that has been approved. There's only a place to fill in a request that's been denied and not on a case-by-case basis. So these, these people who are serving and sacrificing, who have sworn to uphold the Constitution, they are not having their constitutional rights upheld by their own chance command. So I'm, I'm looking at the documents that, that you have here. So somebody who is in the Navy says, I have a religious objection to this. They have to go to the chaplain. And then what happens Correct. to them? Correct. So the actual chain of command, as it relates just to immunizations, not other religious accommodations, is it goes to the chaplain for endorsement, and then it goes to um, the commander of the command, which would be an O5. Then it goes to the first O6, which would be a captain level in the Navy, the first O6 on the chain of command, and then it skips over everyone else and goes directly to this three-star general, the chief of naval personnel. 
And what appears, and this is, this is, I should phrase this as a question. I, based on the clues that we see in these papers, one has to ask, or one has to wonder why um, this exemption template was authored by the JAG officer, who is a lawyer, of a two-star general who is outside this very specific chain of command as it relates mm. to exemption requests for immunizations. Because this, this individual um, has power over up to 50,000 naval sailors around the world. And if he's being this hostile towards people requesting religious exemptions, you have to wonder how high this goes and how widespread this is. So this should have gone to the or come from the attorney for the three star, not the two star, because the two star has nothing to do with this this chain of command for uh, religious exemption. That's what it would appear. Yes, it would appear that that that's certainly I think what Congress should uh, inquire if this is happening. Perhaps the things that we have, the, the absolute proof of what's happening is that the 06 um, directed the 05, who's the commander at this, um, at, at, at Iwitsi Quarry Station, that's the, that's the name of the command, directed the 05 to issue this blanket denial. And the affidavits that you see in front of you, the affidavits are from some sailors who heard the commander um, say, I didn't want to issue these blanket commands, but I was forced to by my superior officer, the 06. That we have proof that that has happened, and that is in direct violation of Navy policy. So what are the kinds of, of religious exemptions that, that are happening? Uh, are there any? And which, which kinds are acceptable? Because we're, we're hearing all kinds of things like, uh, you know, uh, unless you are with, who is it, like Christian scientists, you're not going to be able to get this, this uh this waiver. Well, to my knowledge, and up until this moment, I don't believe the U.S. Navy has issued a single religious exemption or has issued a single religious exemption for the COVID-19 vaccine. I could be out of date. They might have sent some out this morning. I don't know. But up until my um, most recent knowledge, they have not issued a single exemption. And it, it's kind of an unspoken uh, an open secret, if you will, in the Navy that these requests are going to be denied. But here's the thing. Here's where it gets constitutional. Here's where there's Supreme Court precedent. The Navy has the burden to show that if they're going to violate someone's sincerely held religious belief, that they do so, they violate it in the least restrictive way possible. As I said, this is the Supreme Court precedent. Well, we have documents in that Twitter thread that I showed that the previous CO of this command said that they fulfilled their mission. The Navy at this command fulfilled their mission 100% during the height of the pandemic, which means that 0% of the service members were vaccinated. So it would be an awfully hard argument to make now that 99% of the service members are vaccinated at this command, that it would be necessary to achieve the mission to violate, I think there's 20 people total who are asking for these exemptions. So when, you're, when you compare the idea that they achieved what they needed to achieve with, 100 per, or with 0% vaccination, Versus this burden that the Navy has to prove that they are, it's necessary to achieve their mission in order to violate mm -hmm. these people's rights. Um, it, it just, it doesn't add up. It's, it's just hostility. They just have an agenda. They don't want, it seems that they don't want to approve these, which is why they're neglecting their responsibility. So how many people do you think um, are actually going to stand and say, I'm, I'm not going to take it? What percentage of Navy Marines are we looking at? that are just going to refuse it, do you think? I don't know. I don't know. And here's why. Because when you're in the military, you don't have the same 
freedom to just quit your job the way that you do in the private sector. If you come up against a roadblock like this that, you know, violates your conscience, you don't have that. You don't have that same freedom. And so the repercussions for people in the Navy who refuse a direct order, and this is a direct order from the DOD, this, these repercussions can be long lasting and devastating, not just to your naval career. You could lose your benefits. You could lose your retirement. I don't know how they plan to enforce this if people outright refuse, if their exemptions are um, if their exemptions are also denied, but I mean, you could you could theoretically, under the legal structure of the military, face court martial. So I'm not sure how many people would be willing to face prison time for something like this, or if the Navy and the military would go to that extent. I'm trying to do what I can, you know, to be a voice for the voiceless because they because they don't have the same freedom that you have in the private sector. I'm trying to expose the wrongdoing because they really deserve Navy policy itself to be followed, and that their religious requests for accommodation to be evaluated um, with the sincerity that they submitted them. Uh, why do you think they're doing it? I mean, I could go down a conspiracy theory that uh, road that I, I don't think it would be hard to uh, accept for people. You know, they've been going after, you know, anybody that they think is a, is a radical in the service. And the way they define radical is anybody who doesn't believe in the policies of the Democratic Party. Uh, or who believes in the policies of Donald Trump or whatever. Uh, this is a way to get rid of 10% of the hardcore right, isn't it? Well, it certainly is. I mean, and this, this is the same with the vaccine mandate in the private sector for federal employees or federal contractors, right? I mean, what better administrative state than one that doesn't include anybody who thinks for themselves, any independent thinkers? And so, like I said, in the private sector, you have you have the um, autonomy or the agency to quit your job and leave that position. So what better way to eradicate anybody working for the federal government who is a conservative, who doesn't want this vaccine, who thinks for themselves, who, do, who knows that the Biden administration is rejecting science. That's certainly true at the federal government level. And it, it's also true at, at, in the military as well. I mean, when the Biden administration took over the White House, when, when he was inaugurated president, they immediately took action in the military and they implemented these extremist training briefings, which are essentially the same anti-racist woke garbage that paints conservatives as potential domestic terrorists and white men as these evil, evil patriarchal oppressors. And this is what they're this is what they're indoctrinating military members with. This is what officers are required to teach to their subordinates. They're required to brainwash those under their command. And this is this is this hostility is seeping into the depths of the military. It is, of course, coming from the top down, from the commander in chief, the Biden administration, through this military brass. But what happens then is the people that end up being left in charge, the people who are willing to do this, are the ones who get promoted. And that's, I think, where you see this hostility mm -hmm. towards religion come in, in the case of the religious exemption for the vaccine. What's next, Liz? What's well, I, mean, I don't what? know, but if you look at that, if you look at that document, there's a very interesting. Um, it's called a chop sheet. It's a, it's essentially a correspondence tracker where officers yes. write advice for uh, their superiors. And when one of the officers was evaluating one of the arguments that a sailor made in favor of his religious exemption, he was citing obviously the fetal cell lines that were used in the testing of the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine. And on this chop sheet was just this gross hostility, this animus towards pro-lifers in general, making painting this, this sailor as an extremist. I think he called it an alarming narrative and his absurd argument. And it just seems that if you're conservative and you're Christian, 
you know, you believe in the sanctity of life, you believe in science. Um, there doesn't there seems to be um, less of a place for you in the United States military than there used to be. All right. Where do we find all of this information? Can we go to the Liz Wheeler show dot com? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I did a full episode on this. Uh, breaking down all the documents. I did a, a massive Twitter thread so that everyone could have access to it. But the best place is really to go to LizWheelerShow.com um, or go to Apple Podcasts and you can, or Spotify or wherever you listen to your pods. And, um, and, and the, the it's the episode that calls for a congressional inquiry, episode 68? Correct. Okay, good. Correct. Yes, good. yes. Episode 68. And in Congress should. They have the duty to, of oversight and they should use it. Have you heard from any of the you know, usual players on the conservative side, the Ted Cruz's of the world, or have you heard from any of them? Yes, I've had multiple uh, members of Congress reach out to me. Multiple members of Congress have actually spoken publicly about this already, you know, whether it's on their social media accounts, um, there's stuff happening behind the scenes, but I'm not the only one, of course, that are worried about this. And you wouldn't believe the amount of emails that I've been receiving from people in the military uh, um, I would. talking about other examples of similar similar discrimination against them since I published this story. Liz Wheeler, thank you so much. The Liz Wheeler show dot com is where you can find it. Thanks, Liz. We'll keep in touch with you. Back in just a second, Cynthia lives in Alabama. She recently wrote in to tell about her dog's experience with rough green. She said, I have two small breed dogs who have digestive issues. I've tried numerous brands of food and try to be selective in the types of treats they receive, but not much helps. However, I just started using Rough Greens recently, sprinkling it on their food, and I've actually observed less tummy distress. Is this a nice way of saying my dog has the bad farts? I mean, because when dogs have, there is nothing worse, nothing. I'd rather live with a skunk, but that's a different story. Actually, she said, uh, the tummy distress is down. They obviously love it because they look at me imploringly until they put the Rough Greens uh, bag out. Thanks so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Rough Greens. Another success story for Rough Greens. Cynthia, thanks for writing in. Amazing how much better our dogs' lives can be when we're feeding them the things that make them feel better. You can get a a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Um, We have an update on the uh, climate uh, study. Wasn't it weird that Joe Biden was not wearing a mask with the Pope? I mean, there's two elderly men that shouldn't get it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I don't understand. No yeah, that's weird. I also found it odd that CNN was broadcasting from halfway across the country. You know, like Glasgow is where the event is, and they were yeah. in Edinburgh, which is like far. <laughs> It's not like right right around well, it'd the be corner. Like it's like covering the <laughs> Iowa caucuses from Dallas. Right. What's the problem? Right, which is fine. I th- though I don't know why you would like if your studios are in Edinburgh, you might say, "All right, we're just going to stay here and cover it from here." Fine, but to fly all the way to Scotland and then be in the wrong city seems like an odd choice. What? Well, right? It is kind of like oh, it's been a long plane ride. Do we have to drive? <laughs> Right. The rest of the way, really? And then they tweeted after. They're like, well, just to be clear, the the Air Force One landed in Edinburgh, and then they, they drove to Glasgow. I was like, well, that's what you're supposed to do, too, then. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> we just don't want to follow them. I mean. 
we, we were saving the emissions from driving from one city to the other. It's so it's it just it's mind boggling. Did you see the footage of the Biden um, motorcade? Which I, it was like it was like the beginning of Star Wars, where like the you know, the words keep going. <laughs> wasn't it Spaceballs that had the they show the big speed, uh, big you know ship going by and it goes by and it's like awkwardly too long. Yeah, it just yeah, keeps yeah, yeah, going yeah, and yeah, going yeah, and going yeah, yeah. going. That's what this footage looks like. What I, I understand, you're the president of the United States. You can't. You're not going by yourself in a Kia. I got it. But like. Do you need every person from the United States to go to this climate conference? Every I think it's just us so in the studio and everyone else is in Glasgow. How many how many leaders are there? Like I don't know, 15 maybe? Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, it's insane. Let's be crazy. 20? 20? There are 20,000 support <laughs> staff traveling with them. It's used the carbon footprint of this is more than Scotland uses. In like a year, maybe two years. I mean, what? What are they thinking? What are they thinking? We have an update on the Glasgow um, uh, summit. Very important, you know. If you're on the side of evil, next. is the Glenn Beck program. You've heard me talk about AMAC before. You've heard me talk about the benefits and the advocacy efforts uh, to save our nation. But I want to remind you that AMAC is an incredible source of uncensored and reliable information that you can trust. Their magazine, which all members receive, is reason enough to join. But AMAC's website, which is updated constantly, gives you even more reason. Their all-original content is written by a team of insightful, gifted writers. AMAC's podcasts feature some of America's premier thought leaders and their newsletters, the videos, the updates from Capitol Hill. They're all insightful information that you won't find anyplace else. And now AMAC has launched a brand new mobile app that delivers coverage of the news and issues that matter most. All of this brought to you by an organization that loves America. So join AMAC for the advocacy, the benefits, and the the information, but most importantly, join AMAC because America needs you. Join AMAC.us slash Beck now. AMAC.us slash Beck. Rough Greens, our sponsor this half hour. Uh, if your dog could talk, we'd all be in a lot of trouble. You know what I mean? They'd be sharing some really probably embarrassing things. Uh, what would he say? That's why I bribe my dog uh, with Rough Greens because there's a chance. With the way we're going, did you hear, honestly, scientists are saying we're going to be able to talk to whales using AI soon? Okay, I don't want my dog spilling the beans. I'm just saying, just saying. Rough greens, keep them happy, or they could turn on you and spill the goods. Rough greens, get a free bag of rough greens for your dog to try out right now. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back roughgreens dot com slash Beck and you'll get a free bag. Just pay for shipping. Uh, they just want you to make sure that your dog likes it. You put it on the kibble food and, it, you know, if your dog loves it, then order a full bag because you'll start to see real difference in your dog. 833-GLENN33 roughgreens.com slash Beck. All right. Big hour. Big, big hour. We're going to talk about Glasgow in just a minute. Uh, also, Bill O'Reilly is back on because a lot of people in this audience had a real problem with Bill O'Reilly, as did I on Friday. So 
He will explain himself, yeah? Glasgow is so darn exciting, isn't it? We've got climate change stuff happening. And they, I mean the White House and all of the other world leaders, except most of them, are all meeting because BlackRock is there and they're going to help through financial means. They're going to help solve the, the, uh, the crisis of climate change. You're going to love it. Now, some people would say, don't pay attention to what they're actually saying. Let's look at what they're actually doing. But those people would be me. And I will tell you what they are doing, what they did last week with Justin Haskins in 60 Seconds. Bill called in with a, a while back with an interesting story about his experience with Relief Factor. For quite a while now, Bill has to has had to use a walker or a cane everywhere he went because his pain in his knee was so bad. The good news, if you can call it good news, was that he had knee replacement operations scheduled. But one day, after almost three weeks of trying something called Relief Factor, Bill walked into the surgeon's office without his walker or his cane. By the end of the consultation, the surgeon agreed... We should cancel the operation. I'll be here if you need me in the future, the surgeon said to him. Bill got his life back without surgery, with relief factor. So did I. So could you. Give it a try today. See what it can do for you. Relief factor, not a drug, developed by doctors. And about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. And you can order the three-week quick start trial pack for only $19.95. You have nothing to lose except the pain. Try it. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. So Justin Haskins is the editorial director for the Heartland Institute, editor-in-chief of StoppingSocialism.com, and he is the co-author of the new book you should order right now, uh, and it is called The Great Reset. This is my new book. Let me grab it here. This is my new book that is coming out uh, in January. Um, Joe Biden and the Rise of the 21st Century Fascism, The Great Reset. You can find it on Amazon. Pre-order it now. Do it now so you make sure you get your copy. This is kind of an important thing to say because of the... Um, uh, the problem with uh, the uh, supply chain, if you order them now, you'll make sure you get it by uh, the first you know, week that it is out. Uh, they take sometimes we're afraid of running out of these because they will take five months for a reprint because of the supply chain. So please order your copy now. It comes out early January. Uh, it's my new book, The Great Reset. Justin, welcome to the program. 
Thanks, Glenn. It's good to be with you. So every time, every time we talk, it's usually after a few days where I'm like, gosh, this should all be in the book, too. I mean, it's moving <laughs> so incredibly fast. Um, so let's let's start at the beginning. Glasgow is all about climate change. And the one thing we learned about the Paris Climate Accords was that's not the important part of what happened in Paris, correct? That's right. So back in 2015, when we had COP21, this is now COP26 in Glasgow, everyone was focused on the Paris Climate Agreement. Everyone was focused on the terms that these governments were coming up with that really didn't have any teeth to them in many cases when they should have been paying attention to what was going on behind the scenes between corporations and activist groups and banks and financial institutions and investors, that was where the real action was occurring. And what we now know of as the Great Reset, much of that framework, not all of it, but much of it was actually being built in Paris uh, while the world was paying attention to the Paris Climate Agreement. And a lot of us, including people who are critics of all of this, including people like you and me, we missed it because we weren't paying attention to these other meetings that were occurring at the same time where the real action actually is. That's what we need to stay focused on with Glasgow. Okay, and so Glasgow has the financial alliance for net zero. This is what happened last week. And there's some things, and I just want you to explain these if you can. G fans, what is that? G-F-A-N-Z. Right. So that's an acronym standing for the Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero. Okay. This is a, a group of coalitions of people in the financial industry globally. So these okay. are the these are the banks and there was how many banks? Uh eighty four banks met in Glasgow last week, right? There's eighty four banks that are meeting, uh and they're they're meeting this week, I believe. But okay. yeah, the eighty four banks in as part of the net zero banking alliance. But there are insurance companies involved in this, there are investment groups involved in this, and they're all part of these other sub alliances that all fall underneath the Glasgow Financial Alliance for okay. Net Zero. Just so you know, the NZIA is the Net Zero Insurance Alliance. The NZAOA is the Net Zero Asset Owner Alliance. What What is that? This is going to be uh, like pension funds and, and some Got investment it. groups, things like that. Okay, so that's like Blackstone. Uh, well, BlackRock and things. BlackRock might be included under that. If they're not under that, they're under one of the other groups. Okay, all right. So 84 banks, 36 countries. They control $64 trillion in assets. What have they pledged to do? What they're pledging to do is they're pledging to remove all of of fossil fuels from their entire portfolios. This means not just uh, their own companies. We're not talking about, well, they're, they're pledging to get rid of fossil fuels and put solar panels on the roof of the corporate headquarters. We're talking about them saying that they are pledging not to allow uh, anyone in their company to do business with people who are engaged in using fossil fuels, including getting loans, including having bank accounts, including um, in the case of insurance companies, they won't insure you. And again, it's not just, uh, are you using, are you in the fossil fuel industry? We're talking about, are you totally committed to battling climate change, regardless of what your business is? This is an attempt to force the entire global economy, essentially, especially in the West, to adopt 
climate change policies that the Joe Biden administration and others want. And the the other thing is it will affect you if you're just a homeowner, if you haven't zip stripped everything, if you haven't put, uh, you know, the the uh, kind of of um, insulation that they want, the roofing, if you haven't put solar panels up, et cetera, et cetera. Or if you're trying to buy a house and it doesn't include those things, these banks will say that's not a green house and you'll have to make it green to either sell it or to buy it, right? Well, it's, it's going to either happen from the banks or from the insurance companies or from both, right? Because if you're going to get a mortgage, you have to first get an insurance company to say that they're going to insure your house. But if the insurance company says, we're not going to insure your house because there's no, you're not committed to climate change, there's no solar panels on the roof, so we'll only insure it once you put solar panels on the roof, then you won't be able to get the mortgage from the bank, even if the bank doesn't care. So they're hitting you from all sorts of different angles here to make sure that you comply. That's the long-term goal. And this is, honestly, you know, the, the Great Reset, the goal is you won't own anything by 2030. This is a way to force people out of their homes. I mean, if you have a home and it's not deemed green, uh, you'll lose your insurance. And so you won't be able to continue to live in your house. You'll have to sell it to somebody, most likely like uh, a Blackstone that is is willing to uh, or BlackRock that is willing to go in and greenify whole neighborhoods this is this is what aoc said when we're going to green all of the infrastructure all homes all businesses in america they're they're not doing it through handouts they're going to be doing it through pressure on the individual and most individuals won't be able to afford it right and that's the key part of this right is that even if uh, you have people who might want to go along with this stuff or they don't care and they just want to, but it doesn't, you won't be able to afford it. So the reason you see Blackstone and BlackRock and a bunch of other groups buying up lots of real estate and property way overpaying what the property is worth. Some cases they're paying 50% more than what the asking price is, is because they know that over the next 20 or 30 years, that property is going to become so much more valuable than it is right now and they'll be able to charge rent at, at rates that are twice what they are today or more because <sighs> people are not going to be able to afford to buy their own property and you know so it's what's crazy what they're preparing for that what what's crazy justin is they've made um evil um, um uh, landowners They've made them look like these these evil people that just are ripping people off when a lot of people who buy rental houses and then rent them out are not rich, nor are they evil. But that's the system they're creating, that it will only be the really rich people like Blackstone that will own these things. And they know going in. These houses are going to be unaffordable for most people, and you won't have a choice. I mean, we are yeah. sitting at the Mr. Potter kind of, of moment where we're either picking yeah. for Jimmy Stewart and the local bank, or we're going Mr. Potter's way, and the country will be Pottersville. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right, and that's what made all of these policies that made it impossible for people to evict 
uh, individuals who weren't paying their rent so damaging is that those were the small time people who were really hurt by that. That wasn't the Black Rocks and the Blackstones, these big, massive corporations that have billions of dollars in the bank. They can afford to eat those losses for a little while while people aren't paying their rent. But the, the, just the guy who has a couple of rental properties and he's got income on the side or that's his primary income, that person can't afford to lose that income for a whole year. Mm-hmm. And so it drove all of those people out of business, in some cases into bankruptcy. It forced them to sell those properties to companies like Blackstone and BlackRock. All of this wealth and property and stock and all of these things are being consolidated and they've, it's gotten worse and worse and worse since COVID happened, but it's been happening for a while. And that's really what all of this is about. When they talk about you not being able to own property, it's not that they're just going to seize the property from you. It's that they're going to put all these policies into place. They've already done it that are going to push most people out of the possibility of being able to own it for one reason or another. And the only people that will be able to control it are these big, gigantic corporations, investment managers, banks who are all on board with the policies that the elites want. If you want to make a change, if you don't like this direction, you must get your money out of these banks. The Amalgamated Bank, that's the largest union bank, SEIU in the country. Bank of America, Citi, J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, and Wells Fargo. These are the seven largest and most influential banks in the United States that have joined the alliance, three of them last month alone. Amalgamated Bank, Bank of America, Citi, J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, and Wells Fargo. Get your money into a local bank. If you just say, well, I'll just, I'll just, I'll do that some other time. They are making these policies right now. And if America doesn't start saying, you're not getting any of my money, you're not getting any of my money, you are part of the problem and put them into the smaller banks because the smaller banks are going to be gobbled by these big banks. They're going to be run out of business because they won't have an opportunity. They won't have the money to do all of the stuff that these big seven banks know they won't have the money. So you've got to take your money out of their coffers and let them know they have a financial fight in front of them. We're not just going to go along with this. Do it this week. Amalgamated Bank, Bank of America, City, J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, and Wells Fargo. Back with more in just a minute. All right, this holiday season, time to get the gift that just keeps giving for yourself or for somebody you love, and that is a Rectech. I've had my Rectech now for two or three years now, and it is fantastic. You've heard me talking about Rectech before. You know that the addition to its smart grill technology, which cooks everything for you, makes sure that the food gets heated evenly throughout. Um, That's a big selling point. It's incredibly versatile as well. You can use it to grill, smoke, even to bake. So why fiddle around with an old grill or even one of the others that are really expensive? This beats the price point. And it can go against the best grill, most expensive grill out there. This is the best grill. And it's not the most expensive. Watch. Look for them. You can find them only online. That's how they keep them reasonably priced. It's Rectech. 
Go to RECTEQ.com. That's Rectech with a, uh, with a Q.com. RECTEQ.com. 10 second station ID. Okay, so I want to I want to go to a couple of uh, a couple of people. Um, let me let me start with Mark Carney. Mark Carney is in our in our new book that is coming out in January. Please order it right now, so you can guarantee to get it when it comes out in early early uh, January. It's called The Great Reset, uh, and Justin is my uh, my co author on that. Justin. Let's go over who uh, let's go over who Carney is. Mark Carney. Sure. So Mark Carney is the head of this Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero. Okay, that we were just talking about. Three hundred firms are have already signed on to this Glasgow Alliance. They control ninety trillion dollars in assets. If you look at all the different firms who are involved in it, Carney is an incredibly powerful person in the banking and financial industries. The guy used to be the governor of the Bank of Canada. He used to be the governor of the Bank of England. He worked at Goldman Sachs for a long time, like over 10 years, I think. Uh, he's worked, he's right now advising Boris Johnson, the, the head of the, the, the prime minister in the United Kingdom. And he's the UN special envoy for climate action and finance. Okay, so he's a major player in all of this. Carney immediately, when I found out that he was the head of this, uh, this Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero, it immediately sparked this memory that I had of doing all this research about Mark Carney for the book, because Carney is one of the major people calling for getting rid of the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency, Correct. meaning the currency that people use globally to uh, buy oil and uh, commodities and other things, and instead to go to a, a uh, currency that is a digital currency controlled by um, an international body like the International Monetary Fund or something like that. And really? Hang on just a second. Really important that this is not a na- we're not talking about a national currency. The minute our dollar, no matter what form it's in, goes to an international dollar as a world reserve currency, America loses. You become at least a second world country and possibly a third world country just straddled with debt over literally overnight. That's right. And it would cause, I believe, and there are a lot of other economists that believe this. I know you believe this, it would cause a Great Depression-like collapse here in the United States, if that were to actually occur, because you have all these dollars around the world that need to go somewhere, and a lot of those dollars are going to come back to the United States. You're going to have massive amounts of inflation. You're going to have foreign entities and governments buying up property all over the place in the United States because they have nowhere else to spend their dollars. It's going to cause a huge perception problem. It's going to be sort of the moment that the global financial community realizes the United States is not the, the major player in the world anymore. And it, we are going to have a massive financial economic crash if this actually occurs. And this is what Mark Carney wants. He's actually calling for this. He wants this because he says the United States has too much power in the international community. We are too reliant on the dollar. Instead, we should have a basket of currencies that has a tied to a digital currency that that global elites 
can control at places like the United Nations and elsewhere. The specifics of it, we don't know. But that's what he ultimately wants. That's one of the main things he wants. And he's the one that's leading this committee, this Global Financial Alliance for Net, or Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero, that is trying to reshape the entire global economy by imposing its will through the financial system. It's also important to realize, because we are showing you that this is all part of Build Back Better, which is the slogan for uh, the Great Reset, which comes from the uh, the World Economic Forum. Well, Carney is a member on the board of directors of the World Economic Forum. So not only um, not only is he uh, involved in all of these other countries and the race to zero uh, with the global financial markets, net zero race. He's also a guy who's on the board of directors of the economic forum. So anyone who says that this is not connected, they don't know the facts. They just don't know the facts. These meetings this week are incredibly important. Are we past the point of no return yet? I think we're very, very close. I think we're very, very close. Okay. You need to act today, today. Um, And you tell your bank as you're pulling your money and transferring it to a local bank, you tell them because they're part of the Net Zero Banking Alliance uh, that is forming in Glasgow. Again, Amalgamated Bank, Bank of America, City, J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, and Wells Fargo. Put your money in a locally owned bank. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So when we have told you before, it is going to get harder and harder to get a loan. This is why. Maybe you can understand now why I've been so urgent on American financing. It's going to get harder and harder for you to get a loan because of these things, unless you play ball. So American financing, you can save money right now if you refi your mortgage and the the mortgage rates are going to go up. But more importantly, it's going to be harder for you to get a loan. So please call American Financing today. They'll look over your mortgage to see if there's advantage to refinancing right now, things like equity benefits and seeking out a lower interest rate. There's no obligation, but I'll tell you, you'll be glad you looked into it. Get out of you got a you got a Bank of America credit card. You got a city city group credit card. Pay that damn thing off and um, and get out of those high interest debts. American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Make sure to check out Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks. I want to take very seriously a lot of complaints that came in on Friday, uh, but I want to address it in, in two parts. Um, Bill O'Reilly was on and he said some things that I strongly disagree with, but you know, Bill and I disagree on a lot of things. Uh, this one was a pretty, a pretty big disagreement, but the audience, um, reacted differently than I did. Uh, Chris wrote in tough decision. I have a heavy heart. I'm sad to say, 
Uh, it has come to this as I respect you. I think you're a great human. Bill has a stance of the unvaccinated that made my blood boil. Keep up your efforts, but I'm done listening to you. Uh, Dale and Claudia wrote in. We have listened to you for almost 20 years today with the Bill O'Reilly segment. We're done listening on Fridays. He was disgusting and arrogant, sounded like a Nazi. I think I kind of said that in a nice way. Nothing more can be said. And please don't defend him uh, as uh, that would need for us to reconsider listening at all. I will defend him. I won't defend his his policy, but I will defend Bill O'Reilly. Kathy Myers, I will no longer support Bill O'Reilly, argued that losing a great percentage of our infrastructure, first responders, firefighters, healthcare providers, uh, could be a matter of public health, that uh, police could be identified with a mask as unvaccinated so they will know who is unvaxxed so you can stay away. Um, this just goes on and on and on. So I called Bill uh, and said, hey, Bill, uh, let's talk about this now. Here's the one part that I, I, there's two parts in this. Before we get to Bill's opinion, the reason why I'm doing this is because I don't like sweeping things under the rug. If, if something has happened on the show, we address it uh, because we're all adults. The other thing is just because we disagree with somebody and in Bill's case, usually 80% agree, and this is a big one on disagree, but 80% agree we are not the people that um, cancel people. I don't want to cancel people. I want to continue to listen to people who have different ideas and see if we can influence their thinking and also hear what the other side is saying. There are a lot of people in the country that agree with Bill. I am not one of them, but I think we should hear the other side um, and we have a diminishing amount of friends because of what is happening in the world. And I am not willing to make enemies out of friends. I want to continue the conversation. That's what this show is. We've tried to always uh, stand for. We don't always meet those uh, high ideals, but we're going to try it today. Bill O'Reilly, welcome back to the program, sir. More enlightenment. I'm getting enlightenment twice this week. Yes. Unless you cancel me on Friday. Yeah. Well, um, and that's excellent. Yeah. Excellent enlightenment. Thank yeah. You. Uh, so, Bill. Yeah. Uh, you said some pretty crazy things on Friday. Here, let me just refresh your memory. Yes. Okay. All right. How do you take ten percent of the population and uh -huh. say no job for this you? This is this is recording from Friday. And expect well, that. Wait, 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 wait. Right wait, wait, wait. It's happening. But wait. Bill, hold on just a second. Here, here's your response. Even as we speak, where I am. I know. I know. So in, in New York City, they're going to lose 25% of the cops and about 18% of the firefighters. What does, the city, that, what does that do to the city? And I mean, there's a, not a greater group of people that deserve that. Who, who are the happiest people in the world today? The gangs who can go out and, and commit crimes. Correct. Look, they can commit crimes now at will anyway. But it's 50% it's easier to do it today and over the Halloween weekend. So look, I'm sympathetic to the fascist element of this. Okay, I, I understand. Stop for a second. You're not saying that you're, you're sympathetic to fascists. You're sympathetic to the people who think this is fascism, right? No, I was thinking, um, look, let me define what I said. And <laughs> okay, again, all right, people, okay. Go people ahead. hear what they want to hear. Okay. It's not what I said. I'm not for mandates. 
Okay, and I made that quite clear. So anybody who wrote into you and said, "Oh, I don't," that. I don't think you did make that quite clear to well, me. I, I didn't sure get I that. Did. Okay, because I gave you a solution. I gave you a solution to go around the mandates. But right, but your mandates but, are are number one. I don't think they're fair. And number two, I don't think they're constitutional in the private sector. Okay, but your okay. but your um, your solution was yes. that you would uh, have the the police not force people to have vaccines, but they'd have to right. wear a mask, so no one would if trust they were that. Unvaxed. Right, so no one would right. trust that police officer, which I think is a really bad idea. Yeah. So you and I disagree. So let me ask you some questions. Okay. okay all right. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm taking over the Glenn Beck show. It's a thrill for me to be well, here. Well, it is. This. It is good okay. to hear your humility on this. Number one. Yes. Go ahead. You're vaxxed, right? I am not vaxxed. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were vaxxed. No, I'm for vaccine if you want it. Um, but I had a really bad case of the vaccine. Uh, okay. Of, Are of you, COVID. How about your family? Uh, some of my family members are my, uh, one of my older children and, uh, her husband are vaxxed. We all okay. had it though. We all had COVID. All of us. You all had COVID. All right. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you believe that the vaccine brings down cases of COVID? Do you Glenn Beck believe that? Yeah, I think there, there's plenty of evidence to show that it brings okay, down. Good. good. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're simpatico. Mm-hmm. Um, vaccine brings down the level. Mm-hmm. So here we are in New York City, of eight and a half million people mm-hmm. living in New York City. Mm-hmm. Eight and a half million people. The government of New York, which is awful and terrible, they have decided that everybody who works for the city has to be vaccinated for two reasons. Number one, so they don't, it's the level of COVID goes down for city workers. And number two, because they want to send a message that everybody in the city should get the vax. Okay, stop for a second. Then, stop for a second. Go ahead. Um, I, I, well, I mean, you look at the, the numbers in Florida going down. Uh, that also can be done by herd. Um, uh, yeah, but the vaccinations in Florida went up. Now, I support DeSantis pass and the Florida legislature in Tallahassee and in Texas as well, passing laws against mandates. I supported that. And I don't think your audience, because, again, people hear what they want to hear. I don't think they uh, know that. But I have a solution, and I gave it to you on Friday in New York, that if you don't get vaxxed and the city council says you're going to get fired unless you take the vax, which I don't think is right, that a compromise could be reached. And that is that you get COVID tested twice a week at your own expense and that people in the public dealing with the public all right, would wear masks if they weren't vaxxed. Okay, stop. stop. So the public would know. Okay. So the public would know who was vaxxed and who wasn't. Right. Like, as I pointed out on Friday, like the yellow star. Um, Here is the... No, no, but this isn't for civilians. This is for people who are in your face. Okay? It's not for everybody. It's just for city workers who interact with the public. So doesn't the so pub- the first the responders the public that not have a right to know 
in a contagion situation, all right, who is vaxxed and who is not? Does the public have a right to know? No. You don't think so? No, I don't. Here's why, Bill. Right. Here's why. Here's why. First, Americans don't want the government telling them what to do. Okay? That's the worst thing. You want to get people vaxxed, you don't do that. They want to make their own health care decisions. My body, my choice. Um, they want to be able to maintain the ability to, to assess the risk in their own lives. And when you are... But that goes for non-vaxxed people, too. I mean, it goes for people who, who right, are but, vaccinated, but, who believe the vaccination protects them. They get the same rights. Okay, so isn't this the... Well, then why don't they just wear a sticker that says... I mean, they're the ones that believe in the mask in the first place. As you said on Friday, when I said the mask I don't, don't work... In the mask. This is against the right. mask. I'm not a mask guy. So then why well, are I'm you saying, saying that you if you didn't... a compromise rather than wiping out... 20% of the police department so that the criminals run wild, you could reach a compromise yeah. with the union. Okay, so here okay, it is. And that's all I was saying. Okay, so here it is. Your compromise is those people who do get the vaccine wear the mask so everyone knows who's vaccine, vaccinated. You're asking people who don't Only believe... Only if they're interacting with the public because the public has a right to know if the person is vaccinated or not, if they have to interact with them. Okay. There are rights on the other side. All right. So let me, so let me ask you this. What is yeah. the limiting principle on this? What stops the government from doing the same thing under the common good with now climate change or gun violence? No, look, it's a public health situation. Which so is, so is climate change. Wait, 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 so wait, wait, is wait. gun violence. Let's, Let's go. No, it's not. That, well, th- that's, that's just, what they're saying. Well, they are stupid. Okay, gun <laughs> yes. violence is driven by criminals. It's not driven by guns. But that's not what they. I mean, you it now have matter. the Department of Health. Each, it it does. They're in charge. You can't open this door because you don't know what's behind the next door. And they're already uh, saying these the are public ha- slope. Yes. Look. Okay, in theory, that's fine. But every court in the country has ruled that in a public health situation, you have to get vaxxed for measles if you want to go to public school. But it took us right? six and years. Polio, it, polio and, and a t- bunch of other I stuff. know. Polio took us six years to get to 56%. And that's when kids because were not the walking. the wasn't is sophisticated look let's just break this down let's just break this down okay i support states like texas and florida saying mandates are illegal number one i don't support private companies saying to all of their employees you have to be vaccinated or you can't work here i think that's wrong okay they can do that they have a right to do it, but I think it's wrong. However, and this is where your letters are coming in, I also support the right of people who, to know who's unvaccinated because there is a contagion. In New York City, if you didn't have the strict public health laws they have, you'd never get over this pandemic. It would never stop.
Because Disagree. there's too many people on Florida. top of one another. Florida. There's, there's not any place in Florida that corresponds to New York City. No, but you, uh, again, you are dismissing the idea that there is a, that your body makes immunity. Your body, what does the virus, what does a vaccine do? A vaccine uh. tricks, listen to me, it tricks your body into making antibodies. So it Beck, files that can, information. No government in the world can evaluate antibodies. They can't do it. This is the path of least resistance to trying to tamp down and destroy a pandemic, and it's working. The vaccines are working. Wherever vaccinations go up, cases of COVID go down. There's a front-page article in the Wall Street Journal today. Now, I understand and I'm a champion of individual rights in this country. I am a champion. And I don't, like you, trust, particularly now, the governments that we have in most places. I don't trust Joe Biden. I certainly don't trust the New York authorities. They're not looking out for anybody. All right, they're trying to impose a catastrophic agenda on the American people, which includes totalitarianism and socialism. And we've talked about this on your program. All right. But I also understand there is danger from COVID. Yeah, so do I. So that we all have to be reasonable in how we confront that danger. So I, I'm up against a break. I have to go, but we'll talk about this some more. I, our difference is is that I think the, the uh, danger from an out-of-control government is currently worse than the, um, the idea that uh, everyone has to be mandated because of COVID. I think the idea that you are making pariahs out of 10, 15, 20%, even 5% of the population is a very dangerous idea and giving the government this power all they really have to do is say we highly recommend it and you can make your own choice we were we were we're already over 80 percent. we were clearly on the way up this really kicked back when people started to say wait a minute you're forcing me that doesn't seem right Back in just a minute. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Uh, back with more real estate agents I trust. I will get him there. Oh, I will get him there. Remember, he was the guy that said Marxists aren't trying to take over America. Oh, he says it now. Right now, in the middle of the seller's market, be great if you, you know, if you're waiting to sell your home, you can get a great price if you know what you're doing. Or if your real estate agent does. But of course, that doesn't take into account the fact that if you're selling your home, you're probably looking to buy another home. This is where having a real estate agent who knows what he or she doing is vital. That's why I started this company. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. The idea is simple. When you need a great real estate agent, how do you find one? We'll help you, and it's free to you. realestateagentsitrust.com. realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the uh, Glenn Beck Program. Uh, the problem is with Bill O'Reilly's uh, argument, and maybe a lot of your friends, is that there is no limiting principle. The limiting principle is, well, that's just stupid. They won't do that to guns. They wouldn't do that to, you know, America for global warming. 
Yes, they will. That's why we have a constitution and a set of rights that never should be violated. Never. Um, but we have to make these arguments uh, and be able to defend them. And especially among our friends. Bill, I think, is a product of growing up in New York with big government and doesn't understand that limiting this principle. It's the Glenn Beck program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Selena Zito was the one who really correctly saw uh, the 2016 um, election of Donald Trump. She's the one who really called it, and I think called it for the right reasons. She's been in and out of Virginia recently and watching the governor's race and talking to the people, not the pundits, talking to the actual people of Virginia. And I want to get a gauge from her on where does she think this election is going in Virginia and what it means? We join her and we take your phone calls about our last segment with Bill O'Reilly coming up. We begin in 60 seconds. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, did you see that AT&T is um, uh, holding seminars now telling the white workers that they have to uh, learn about their white privilege? And uh, and confess their privilege. Mm, yeah, I happen to think that the people who run AT and T are not high priests, uh, and so I'm not going to confess anything to anyone to keep my job. Uh, you know who my God is? God. Yeah, I mean the usual one too. You know, uh, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to confess to him and I'm going to thank him for all of my privileges, like living in this country, being born when I was born. Um, I know that all of the gifts that he has given me are the reason why I'm sitting here today, uh, along with a little bit of luck. Uh, and I I so appreciate that. And it it humbles me to know that. And so I will go out and serve my fellow man and help others who don't necessarily have all of the advantages that I do. Uh, and that's a pack I make with God, not AT&T. But maybe that's just me. Um, here's the thing. We have to stop doing business with companies that are doing uh, things that we know are wrong. And having all of the employees of AT&T uh, go through some sort of a CRT program where they have to confess their privilege, I'm going to stand up and say that's wrong. Do you have AT&T for cell service? Cancel it today. There is another company out there that doesn't do any of those things, and it's about half the cost. Same great coverage. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck 972 Patriot. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You know what they're not doing today? Having a guest speaker come in and say how bad white people are. Yeah, yeah. Here's what they are doing, providing great coverage for everybody. <laughs> wow, what a concept. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call them now. 972-PATRIOT. Switch now. Selena Zito, uh, a friend of mine from way back because uh, I pinpointed her as one of the only honest reporters I had run into in about five years, my first five years of doing national media. And, uh, and here she is on the uh, program. She's a national political reporter for the Washington Examiner. She's a columnist for the New York Post and co-author of the book, The Great Reset. 
Hi, Selena. How are you? Good morning. How are you, Glenn? I'm very good. Very good. Always good to hear your chippy uh, and chipper attitude. (laughs) Um, So you've been in and out of Virginia. Do you feel you have the finger on the pulse of Virginia like you did in Pennsylvania in 2016? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I was thinking back and went back and looked at my stories from 2009. And I came back in 2009 of August of 2009 and said, oh, Bob McDonald's going to win this race. It's not going to be Cray Deeds. And Bob McDonald was the um, the Republican who did win that race. Mm. Uh, And this was right after Barack Obama had won in 2009. And, And it's sort of the same thing that I detected in 2009 uh, in, in, in midterm elections between 2006 and 2014. Uh, it is a reaction to overreach. So voters, you know, when they send, um, when they, when they send someone to Washington, um, they're sending Washington a message. And when they voted for Joe Biden over Donald Trump narrowly, the message was you're, you're giving us a promise to bring things back to normal, to calm things down, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know uh, that that's what you promised, and that's that was our level, that was the American electorate's a level of expectation. However, when the Democrats took power in Washington, they did the exact same thing they did in 2009, and I will never forget in 2009 saying and seeing that that first tea party with Rick Santelli. And I said, Oh, the Democrats are completely misreading this. And what they're losing are um, not just Republicans, uh, maybe Republicans who voted for them hesitantly, but were unhappy with Trump's comportment. Uh, But, you know, independent voters, they are losing them um, by the, uh, I, I don't know, bushel fulls doesn't sound like enough. Uh, and But they're also losing uh, Democrat voters as well. And it's all because of overreach. They believed that they were given a mandate. There's no mandate. They barely hold a majority in the House. They do not hold the majority in the Senate. And they, um, they Biden narrowly won the presidency. So the message was, Calm things down, put the brakes on, and what do they do? The exact opposite. They spend like drunken sailors. And I will tell you the first instance where I saw things start to really turn was with Afghanistan. Yes. And while I know the issues in Virginia are local and very specific to Virginia, however, it was the sign of negligence. People say incompetence. Uh, I I would argue if you listen to voters and you ask them the Mm -hmm. second and third and fourth question, the answer is always negligence. And so negligence began with Afghanistan. It doesn't mean people didn't want people to leave Afghanistan, but they believe that it should not have been done in the way that it was done. They believe that there is negligence on the border. They believe that there is negligence in um, and what we are doing in the education system with with our children. So that is where it started with Afghanistan and has just sort of snowballed and picked up steam on all these issues that face our communities that impact our daily lives. So that is the negligence thing goes to something I've been quoting recently from JFK, where he said um, uh, a mistake isn't a mistake until you refuse to correct it. It's an error. Exactly right. 
And yeah. that's the negligence here. People are seeing yeah. things go wrong and then they won't correct them. They they double down on them. Yeah. And the problem, Glenn, is, is the people that are in the White House and the people that are in on the staff and the people that are on the staff of most of the senators in D.C. And I would argue at times the same with not just Democrats, but with Republicans, is that their experiences have stopped being with people that live in the areas that they represent. They don't know people like you or me. They don't know people who sit in a pew every Sunday, who mm-hmm. own a gun, who know how to use a gun, who coach their kids' softball team or their soccer team. They they are or or are part of a community neighborhood watch where security is an important thing. They don't know people like them, and they are just like the rest of our cultural curators in academia, in corporations, as what you mentioned with AT and T, like what happened with Major League Baseball, with the All-Star Game and the NFL. These were all um, people that um, that are don't know people like you and me. They don't know their customers or they don't know the people that elected them. I hope you're not getting hit by a dump truck. Um, no, okay. I'm not. Okay. Sorry about um, that. Let me go to, that's okay. Uh, I just want to make sure you were safe. Uh, Terry McAuliffe uh, has said some pretty incredible things, but I just I I have such little faith in the process now and for how long you can vote uh, is now it looks like Glenn Youngkin has the momentum. And if it were the old days, like, I don't know, uh, pre 2016, I would believe that Glenn Youngkin was going to win. But now I'm not sure. What do you think is happening Well, if you take a look at the early voting numbers, they're nowhere near what they were in the last two governor's election. And there were uh, Democrats always have an advantage in in early voting numbers. And if you just go by party affiliation, you obviously don't know who they voted for. But if you just go by party affiliation, they're way below their numbers that they were in 2016 and 2020 Mm -hmm. and and in in those years. So that shows a lack of momentum. McCullough's mistake has been the same mistake that the national press. They believe that everything is about Donald Trump. They do not understand sort of the nuance of a voter. A voter can still have voted for Donald Trump, have liked Donald Trump, have not liked Donald Trump. And and this election has nothing to do with him. And and the Democrats are really sort of flailing at, at trying to understand what the narrative is, because their narrative has always been Trumpism. And, 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 and it's been that way since 2015. And they don't know how to get off of that train. And, and that's a problem for them because it means they don't have anything else to offer the voters. Voters are smart enough to understand that. Are you, are you seeing uh, widespread uh, kickback from what's happening in Loudoun County and the school board? Are you seeing, is that, is that motivating a lot of people that maybe would have voted for McAuliffe to come out and, and, uh, and really bring their friends out? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the problem, the mistake that the press has made and the mistake that Democrats have made is the old adage used to be all, Demo- all politics is local. And they have decided to make all 
uh, national politics local, except it didn't work. They didn't understand what was happening from the ground up. That's one thing that conservatives have always understood. They've understood grassroots and community issues in a better way that Democrats have in, in, in big elections. And in particular, in off-year, pres- uh, off-presidential elections, whether it's midterms and or an election like we're going to see in New Jersey and Virginia. And by the way, pay attention to New Jersey. That election the results are going to surprise a lot of people. The Republican may not win. However, it is going to be a lot closer than a Republican, in theory, has the right to earn in such a deep blue state. I don't see any movement at all from the national party at all um off of some of their things that are just insane with most people and the the uh the polling for these two new three trillion dollar bills is dismal the polling for the president president is the lowest i've seen uh are are they gonna just keep pushing They are because, again, they're surrounded by people that think like them and they think this works. They think this is what matters because the people that they hang out with, that they go to the cocktails parties with and they go to concerts with think the same way. They don't know how to break out of the bubble. I have always said that national parties, both Republican and Democrat, all of their people should like work out of Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't work out of Washington, Mm -hmm. D.C. and be more connected to an area that is a swing area, you know, the, the county around around Columbus, Ohio, is very swingy. It goes left, and, you know, it goes to the left and goes to the right all the time. Live there, so you understand what matters to people on a granular level. So, what are you expecting tomorrow? I think Youngkin wins it by about one and one point seven, one point eight percentage points. Could be more, That'd be but huge. I, I'm. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty secure in saying that. I would keep an eye on the attorney general's office and keep an eye on that candidate. And I would also watch the House of Delegate races, because if this is a true wave, you're going to see Republicans gain anywhere from one to five seats. If they gain five seats, they, they're back close to the majority. So, by the way, which they lost 32 of them, those seats in 2017. Selena? God bless you. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. And you have been right over and over again because you actually listen to the people and not the pundits and stupid people on TV like like me. Uh, well, I would I would love it if people would go to my website. It's just my name, selenazito.com, and they could sign up for my emails. They're free, they're fun, and they're not fattening, um, unless I post pictures. <laughs> and um, they can follow all. I mean, my story out of Maryland yesterday would blow people's minds. What's it about? Well, it's just about how far uh, Biden has dropped in blue Maryland, blue Maryland. Well, uh, and so has Van Hollen and Carton. So, you know, it, while I don't think that Maryland's ever going to go blue red again, I do think that is a, a, not an outlier, but an indication of how, how voters feel across the country, not just in Virginia. Hmm. Selena dot com. Thanks, Selena. Appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Nothing better than runaway inflation barreling down the road at us right before the holidays, right? I mean, exception of also maybe not enough products on the shelf. And and if you just add a lot of people aren't working, 
then you just think, wow, let's go, Brandon. Right? Right? Everyone is sounding the alarm right now. Jack Dorsey, Elon Musk. Uh, did you see what did you see what Elon Musk said? I will sell all of my stocks. I will sell all of my stocks if you can prove to me how taking money from billionaires and he has a specific amount because that's what the UN came out with. Six billion, right? Yeah. Yeah. That that, that will solve world hunger. Right. I'll sell all of it. And you know, I mean, he wins. Their answer right away was, well, we didn't mean it was solve world hunger. Because <laughs> they know he'd actually do it. <laughs> That's right. He would. That's right. Uh, I don't want to live in a world of insanity anymore, and neither do you. And uh, that's why we should prepare um, for the gods of the copybook headings to return. You know what I'm saying? Um, prepare for it. You should, too. Gold and silver are the greatest time-tested hedges against this kind of insanity, and I can't urge you strongly enough to make sure that you have a portion of your financial portfolio invested in them. Please give Goldline a call today and see what they can do for you and your future. Goldline currently offering up to 6% free metals included with any qualifying self-directed IRA acquisition. Call today how to use the portion of your IRA, 401k, or other retirement vehicle to acquire physical precious metals. Call Goldline at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So I want to go back uh, about a half an hour when we were talking to Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly was on uh, Friday's episode, and he came out with some things that I thought were really unconstitutional. He came out for um, he's not for vaccine mandates. Um, He believes that everybody should um, uh, have the right. However, when he got into New York and he was talking about the New York police, he said that anybody who doesn't want the vaccine should be forced to wear a mask. And I said, well, masks don't work. And he said, doesn't matter. It's about sending a message. Well, no, no, I'm not willing to send messages and use laws to send messages. Um, and uh, and he, he has bothered several, I mean, a lot of the audience. And I had him on today. Because Bill and I don't agree on a lot of stuff, um, you know, probably probably agree on 80 percent, maybe even a little higher. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. And in usually it is about big government that we disagree on. Um, and like I would say that it is the same with me and a libertarian. We agree on probably 80 mm-hmm. percent. And there are those libertarians that are like, I can't talk to him. He's a Nazi. And. No, I'm, I'm not. I agree with you. And you could sway me. Bring me over. Um, and Bill has disagreed with me on a lot of things. For instance, the caliphate. Uh, he disagreed that uh, the, the uh, Obama administration was covered in crawling in Marxists. And they were going to we'll see it with the next Democratic president. But he agrees with George Soros. My, uh, my opinion on George Soros now and what a danger he is. He sees the Marxists in the government. And we sat there and we argued about it for a long time, even though that was very important to me. And I felt when I would get off the air, I would be like, he, I mean, he's not buying into it. 
but I knew I could plant some seeds in his audience. And what we can learn now by arguing with people that we have 80% agreement with is because, believe me, now I'm on a mission. How do I convince him? Here's a guy that I agree with 80%. We can't cut everybody off that we disagree with if they're 80% in agreement with us. Can't. We, we will be left alone. We need to make our tent bigger. But we have to do it in a way to where we are listening to them, seeing what they're thinking. And in this particular case, seeing what people are feeling. That's why I have great concern. And why I asked Bill to come back on. And I told him, Stu will tell you, off the air, I said, a lot of listeners are losing their jobs or making big decisions because they have legitimate concerns about the constitution and they will they'll let go of their job and so take it seriously because that's where i am but i haven't lost my job a lot of these people are looking at that prospect we have to look at things with compassion for the other people understand where people are but then understand the people who agree with us 80 percent how can we make in ground with them how can we get them to close the loop you know, he's small government in a lot of places and yet big government here on vaccines. How do we connect the dots and close that loop? Your phone calls next. This is the Glenn Beck program. Well, when it comes to protein bars, I have a I have a place I usually like to keep them. It's a cool, dry place with a lid and there is always plenty of room for those. I mean, except when the garbage bags start piling up and then, you know, and then I have to move them to another place. It's called the dump. Anyway, um, that does not apply to Built Bar. The only thing I put in the trash with Built Bar is the wrapper. Uh, Built Bars are low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, high in protein, and they really taste good. It's a revolutionary concept. Something that tastes amazing is healthy for you. Yeah, that's a built bar. They come in amazing flavors coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, which is delicious, coconut almond, unbelievable, salted caramel, double chocolate, the same, cherry barcia, all of these. Built is coming out with a new limited time flavor every three to four days. So check out the website often and get a box 15% off your order right now at Beck15. Go to built.com, promo code Beck15, built. Dave Rubin, Stephen Crowder, Jason Whitlock, Glenn Beck, Pat Gray, Stu Does America, and more at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. My new book, The Great Reset, uh, comes out in January. It is really important that you order online right now um, because a reprint is going to take five months to get in. So we're really because I'm we're printing this ourselves. We are doing this uh, on our own without Simon and Schuster. Uh, and this is the first time that we have our own imprint. Mercury Inc. being the imprint that is running everything. Uh, this is something that, um, uh, what's his name, uh, on nine o'clock uh, or eight o'clock on Fox, uh, Tucker Carlson said, this is so important that you are able to publish things without 
everybody else. We need you to uh, pick up The Great Reset. It is our first uh, attempt to be able to do that. It'll be in bookstores and everywhere uh, in January. But again, because of the supply breakdown, please order The Great Reset now so you have it in January. An incredibly important book to understand what's coming your way. All right. Last hour, we talked to Bill O'Reilly, who has ruffled a lot of feathers and, in fact, made me go, you're wrong, uh, Bill, big time wrong uh, on this. It all goes down to the vaccine mandates. He is not for mandates, as I understand it. How would you how would you verbalize his position? So he's not for mandates, um, although he would say that the the, public. It's it's interesting because he would he would base. I think he would describe the biden approach as not a mandate because what biden now again this is not for uh, he had a lot of caveats on this he was not saying private sector he was saying public and he was saying only public interactions so like police officers Um, but his point was uh it's not a mandate because you can basically get tested and wear masks and do a bunch of other things um, uh, on the other side, so you can get around those. Uh, it's not. And a, he keeps coming back to the. He keeps coming back to the police and fire. And I think he's because he's in a New York frame of mind. I think he's thinking labor unions. Yeah. yeah Here's right. how you broker a deal with the labor unions. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go to Frank in Pennsylvania. Hello, Frank. Hey, Glenn. Hey, um, I totally disagree with Bill uh, on that. But Good, me I'm too. glad you had. Yeah, I'm glad you had him on though, because we shouldn't be shutting people out that disagree with us no matter how much we disagree with them right um and especially people that we are on the same page 80 percent of the time i think it's really important to listen to our friends who are with us 80 percent of the time to see what we're missing to see maybe and not in this case but maybe we're wrong and don't understand something or or use that as an opportunity to figure out the best way to convince our other friends that might disagree with us right and and again and just a, a quick point is you know i'm on that that camp you know who's seriously debating on okay what's my exit strategy for my job going to be whenever they you know whenever they implement uh mm. the osha uh policy but having said that even though i'm that you know that makes me particularly sensitive to my disagreement with bill I still I still want to hear the rest of what he has to say or the reason for it, because, again, we cannot turn on each other. We have to, you know, even if we disagree, you know, we have to stick together. Uh, Ten of the sorry, 11 of the 13 colonies strongly were against slavery, slavery. But they stood together with the other two colonies because we'll have to fight that fight later we agree on too much that is too important um and in the end we can win that fight against slavery we have to stand together thanks frank let's go to tony in arizona hello tony hey how you doing glenn good just wanted to let um or actually try to let bill know of some uh, facts that are out there one one uh fact is india a state in india of 241 million people have been declared covid free that's promoted ivermectin, and they do have a very low 5.8 percent of vaccinated population. Hmm. Is it uh, so? It's, is it? It's not ivermectin. It's herd immunity, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they used ivermectin as a prophylactic, and herd immunity would 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 catch up. Okay. I think one of the one of the issues here when you talk about this stuff is if it boils down. 
to who is right about vaccines and who is not, then we are not arguing the constitutional principles behind this. Yes. You know, you asked that question about what's the limiting principle to this argument? Why can't they go and use these issues when it's global warming or guns or whatever and, else they call and it? He a public said, well, health that's issue. ridiculous. Well, it's not to the people who are currently in the White House. Yeah. That's not re- They've already said that. The CDC is doing research now on the epidemic of shootings mm-hmm. as a health hazard. Yeah. How They'll many times, railroad everything through that. How many times did we during the George Floyd protests hear that racism is a public health issue? Correct. The, the problem here is if your if your limiting principle of your argument is I think the other people's argument is bad. I think ivermectin is better. I think vaccines are actually bad. I think COVID isn't that serious. Well, then it's just a matter of who's in power, right? Yes. Who's yes. in power to say the other argument is dumb or not. And that is not a good way to run a country. It's why we have big walls set up with a constitution and a form of government that is that our founders envisioned. Is that So you can't just have whoever's in power just saying, I want X, Y, and Z. Uh, and I think A, B, and C is dumb. And then power switches and we switch that, uh, that structure. You have to have those. That's why personal liberty argument, I think, is much more effective than whether oh, you I think, think so any particular and treatment is good or bad. It's why I think if I were in AT&T today and I was having being called into a meeting where they were going to tell me to confess my whiteness, that is literally happening today in AT&T, uh, I would be saying, I don't confess my whiteness to you. I don't confess my privilege or my sins to any man. I recognize that all that I have, everything that I have, and everything that the earth has comes from God. And I am here to help uh, protect it, maintain it, keep it safe, but yes, also use its resources in the most effective and safest way I possibly can. And I do it with respect not of my fellow man alone, but God and my fellow man only because that's another of God's creatures. And if I want favor from God, if I want to be in line with him, then I should protect his fellow planet and creatures as well. They're him. They're his. My success is his. This show is his. My voice is his. I recognize him. Not you, the guy from HR at AT&T. No, it is against my religion to confess my privilege to you. No. Uh, thanks for your call. Let me go to uh, Katie. Hello, Katie. You're, in the, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi, Glenn. Long time fan. Thank you so um, much, Katie. Hey, I agree with your comment that when we agree 80 percent of the time, we, you know, we have to find where we're where we can agree so that we can convince each other on the other 20 percent. Yes. Um, but I think O'Reilly, I listened to him live on Friday and boy, that was a cringe moment. Oh, and I, I love your comeback with the yellow star. <laughs> yes. But uh, you know, I, I can't imagine wanting to shame unvaccinated people by making them wear masks. And I can further can't imagine taking away the paychecks of thousands of first responders because Maybe they were, maybe they're natural. Maybe they have natural immunity and yes. natural immunity has durability. I had COVID in January and like just as recently as a month ago, I was helping a family that was, they all had COVID and I was getting their groceries and I had one of them in the car driving it back and forth places and I didn't get reinfected. So I know this has got a 10 month durability at, at minimum. Um, one more thing. 
I have uh, spent like 500 bucks on two tickets to the Trump O'Reilly history tour at the uh, Dallas venue mm-hmm. and they're requiring masks. And I said, I sent O'Reilly an email and said, Hey, well, at least through his website, so his staff got it. I said, I don't know if you're aware of this, but like, I don't think Trump people are going to be down with the mask mandate at the, uh, at the O'Reilly uh, Trump history tour. Yeah. And I got a response back that, you know, no, it's not up to us. It's up to the, uh, the venue airlines arena. It, yeah. it, it actually is up to the venue. And it is why I just did something with Mercury one. And I did it at uh, the venue. I did the Toyota music center uh, because they don't require masks from the uh, audience. They do. Re- they do require them backstage. And so everybody that was inconvenienced were people like me. And I'm like, I don't give a flying crap if I'm wearing a mask <laughs> while I'm standing backstage. I'm taking it off when I get on stage. Makes no sense. But that's their rule. Um, you know, and it is up to each venue. There are some artists that will not do it. But I don't think I don't think Donald Trump is one of those artists, honestly, because Donald Trump is very proud of the vaccine. He's the guy who who got it done. Uh, and he, I think he also believes in masks, not mandates, but he does believe in masks. Yeah, I will say, too, specifically on the American Airlines Center, they I was actually at the Mavs game yesterday and they have a, a, a vaccine mandate and mask mandate throughout the stadium. They have if you're within 15 feet of the court, you have to have a, a proven negative test from the past couple of days. Yeah. However, they're lifting, I believe, Almost all of that uh, as of, I think, November 15th. So mm. I don't remember when the date was for. It was Royals. in December. So, yeah. So, so it might it, not, it be, might not be in, fa- in effect, yeah. at least for the. I know it was for the Mavs. I think it's all AAC stuff. Uh, let me go to Joel in Washington. Hi, Joel. Hi. <laughs> this is bizarre. Um, yeah, I, I have to agree with, uh, with you that um, I didn't uh, agree with uh, O'Reilly's assessment of the mask mandates. Or the vaccine mandate. My right. husband is vaccinated and got COVID and then came home and gave it to me. And I'm not <laughs> vaccinated. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, extremely tense and high anxiety level where I live in Washington State. Oh, so I know it. Yeah. God bless you. When are yeah. you moving away from there? Where in Washington State? Eastern or Western Washington? <laughs> the dry side of Washington. State. Okay. All right. And that's gone crazy. Cause that used to be very conservative on that side. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. live in Kennewick. Okay. Benton County. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If so, I'm not mistaken, yeah. that's where the nuclear power plant is, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah. live just 30 miles from it. So okay. yeah. Well, good. Uh, all right. Thank you. Are they trying to shut that thing down yet? I mean, I know they've always been trying to, Oh, we, Okay. Sorry, we we lost you. Um, they're always trying to, ch- to shut the power plants down. They, they've been doing that since I was a kid in Seattle. It's like it's the safest form of energy ever, ever. Look it up. The f- safest form of energy ever, and yet we have to shut it down. Makes no. Oh, by the way, hundred percent green as well. All right, let me tell you about LifeLock. There are a lot of people trying to trick you about COVID-19. And I don't mean the government, although I could see why you were going there first. I don't mean the media either, although, again, kind of a good call on that one. 
Uh, I mean, cyber criminals, everything from phony promises of financial assistance to fake access to vaccines. They've turned this whole thing into a great way to make money, your money. And it is important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day, we put our information at risk on the Internet. And LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats, and they'll send you an alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. That's uh, way better than it was in the old days where like, hey, sorry, got a problem. (laughs) Good luck with that. Right now, you can join and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. They can't, they can't watch everything. Nobody can, but they're the best in the business. Call 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com, promo code BECK. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So Glenn Youngkin is now two points ahead, uh, almost two full points ahead of uh, Terry McAuliffe. Uh, Terry McAuliffe, I don't think, knows what's hitting him at this point. Uh, they, they keep doubling down on the, on the parental rights thing. I, I don't think they even understand it. Uh, you know, it's, it's weird. We live, for the first time in, in my lifetime, I agree with people say that say we live in two Americas. Mm. I've never believed that. Yeah. And I this, do now. It's, it's almost literal at this point when you, especially when you consider the COVID stuff, we should play this Bill Maher audio tomorrow. If we get a chance, do we uh, have time? I don't think we have time for it today. Do we have two minutes. See if no. we have, no, we do don't we have, have time it? for it today. No time. Okay. Um, but uh, they, he was saying like, you know, look, the, the, the pandemic's over and he, and he's a guy, he's traveling from state to state I to know. state to state. And he's saying, this is the red states are, 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 are great wide and open. the blue states are terrible yeah he said the 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 blue states have almost lost their mind yeah he said it's it's oppressive in the blue states and that's i think people who travel uh are the ones who are waking up on on this uh the fastest because they'll leave a blue state and i personally i think the northeast has just lost their mind i i, I really think that that has been so beaten into their heads that they're afraid of other states and people coming in without masks. They truly are afraid. Yeah. Um, and where the people from California that I have seen at least are coming in and going, wow, really? I mean, everything's open. You guys are like, this is weird. They do. They find it very strange, find it strange. and uncomfortable. Yeah. And that, uh, but that- not uncomfortable. Like I think New Yorkers find it. New Yorkers find it like this is irresponsible. This is horrible. Where I think Californians, at least the ones that I've you know seen and met, and and many of them quasi-liberal, uh, you know, wouldn't vote for Trump and probably voted for Biden because of Trump, but not because of Biden. You know, those kind of people. Um, they were they've all been saying, I, this is this is the way it should be. Mm-hmm. This is crazy and in it's, California. It's ridiculous at this point. Ridiculous. And I think you know, look, I think McAuliffe is paying a price for that in Virginia. Uh, along with the the, the we'll education stuff, you know, l- predict it, which is a uh, a mar- market where you can buy, yeah, a, you know, a single, this a is share. money where your mouth is, yeah, put, buy a share in the prediction of what's going to happen. A month ago, had Terry McAuliffe at eighty percent chance to win. 
uh, now is at a 48% chance to win. Wow. Where Youngkin is actually, for the first time in the last couple of days, has crossed over to the, be the favorite. Now, the how will markets. that affect? I'd like you to look at the polls tonight and, yep. and from the polls the last few weeks and tell me how you think that is going to be affected because of weeks and weeks and weeks of early voting. Early voting. Yeah, that's an interesting um, part of this. I don't understand people who early vote that early because there's so much stuff that can happen that you should go, well, no, wait, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe it's just me. All right. We will see you tomorrow back here. Great show. Thank you so much for listening. You missed any? Get our podcast. It's the Glenn Beck Program.